an American werewolf meets Knight Rider meets taut teenage boy ass meets Tootsie. It's Turbo Teen. Get that hole ready to keep it 100 with us. It's WatchBots! To WatchBots, the podcast that is of this exact moment, we can confirm made it to triple digits. Woo! This is Ben. You might know me. I'm here with a host who spends half the time hosting and half the time playing on the internet, Shailen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why change now? <laughs> and a host... Uh, with the most uh, cake, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> who, who wants some cake? Who spends uh, half the time yeah. cake? Love, cake. Uh, oh man, you you nailed me so hard to the wall there. I love cake. You know That's this. Right. I can't wait till next week to hear the drop that features. Oh man, you nailed me so. Hard. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, you nailed me, nailed me, nailed me so hard. <laughs> the haters said we wouldn't make it to five. The haters mm -hmm. said we wouldn't make it to 10. Haters but now we made it to too 100. Woke. <laughs> too woke. Too focused on dicks. And you know what? They were right. And yet here we are. But we made it here through sheer force of fucking will. And whimsy. Steel reserve. <laughs> and steely gazes. And steely Dan. <laughs> We've got nostalgia in store. The whole back half of the show, it's going to be nostalgia. Oh, boy. Yeah. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay? But before we do, I need to talk about the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot break from format. No. The McRib is back, folks. You can order it from your local McDonald's, which is what I did. It costs $6.19 to get the McRib sandwich. Is it worth every penny? If you're unsure if you can be filled with joy and regret by the same act at the same time, let me introduce you to Eden the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> for folks who don't know, and just, you know, hit stop if you don't know what a McRib is. Like, this this show's not for you. Yeah. It's a, long, it's a long bun with a ground pork patty, which has been, like, pressed into, a, like, a, a rib shape. So if you removed all the shit from it. It would look kind of like a rack of ribs, but like just in the saddest way possible. It's just a great piece of meat. And it's covered in raw onion, pickles, and barbecue sauce. So when you say all that, you would think that there would be a flavor. This McRib that I ate, it tasted of nothing. <laughs> for a moment, and Shailen asked, for a moment I thought I had COVID because I just wasn't getting any flavor out of it. But then <laughs> I took a sip of my delicious fountain Coke and I knew I was still there. But... I don't know. The McRib is one of the more 
nostalgically held, you know, it's on people's Mount McDonald's more. And I guess I can see why, but um, I was a little let down this time. Will I get six more before the month is out? Yeah, of course. I mean, maybe the next one will have more flavor to it. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Maybe you you that batch. Keep digging that hole. That's how I live my life. <laughs> Dig up, stupid. <laughs> Fast food joints could bring back any item from the 90s or 80s, and I'd be like, yeah, all right. The McDLT? Sure, why not? The Burger King French toast sticks? You fucking bet your balls I'll eat those. Oh, those French toast sticks fucking rule. Oh, yeah. Those were amazing. They used to serve those at our school. Mm. No question you were buying lunch that day. The McDLT or the French toast sticks? The French, French toast sticks. <laughs> Our French toast sticks were served with unsweetened applesauce in a little paper cup, which was always like a weird thing. Like It wasn't like a plastic container. What, did you go to a dweeb school? We lived in the woods, man. Grew up in the well, swamp. Oh, and they gave it to you with a side of bark for a napkin? Is that what you're getting? <laughs> what are you talking about? All I know is it was really weird every single time. Down to have, on the like, bayou. You have your spoon and you have your little paper cup of applesauce. And if you push too hard, then you just drive a hole through the bottom. But and you, you had never to press knew. your own applesauce. If you push too hard, you would drive a hole right through the bottom, huh? That's what I said. <laughs> okay. Nailed me so hard. You know, we create enough material week by week. We don't need to, we don't need to go down this, this hack path. I wasn't hacked. That was true. That's mm. what happened with the weird applesauce in the paper cup. What's your favorite limited time only or LTO for those in the know fast food item? Hmm. Mm. I wasn't prepared for this. I'm sorry. But it also, I think it's the <laughs> McDLT, which is a, a sex move I used to do in college <laughs> where I would stick my dick between two pieces of bread, mm-hmm. some lettuce and tomato, and you know, just kind of wiggle it in front of a mirror. And you kept it in separate containers. Yes. <laughs> Just to complete the metaphor. Got to pretend that the, or prevent the bread from getting soggy. And girls can yeah. get it for ten ninety nine. <laughs> girls can get oh. it. <laughs> I have an answer. Okay. The Doritos Los something taco. Doritos Locos Loco Taco. The Doritos Locos Taco. Is it really a limited time only item at this point? It was. Okay. The Cooler Ranch one? Delish. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like the cheese one too, but... Uh, For me, it's the Italian chicken sandwich at Burger King. So they got the run of the mill, but then you get the long one with the mozzarella and the marinara sauce that's so acidic, it makes you want to die. It was also my uh, sex move in college, the Italian chicken sandwich. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows I'm full-blooded Italian. You just throw up from acid reflux on your partner. (laughs) I was diagnosed with acid reflux as a boy. I was too. Mine went away as a result of not eating like SpaghettiOs and devil dogs hmm. pretty frequently. Yeah. What a revelation. Just like, oh, you stop eating like shit and your stomach yeah. feels better. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I was incorrectly diagnosed with acid reflux after college. And then as it turns out, I just had broken intestines. <laughs> Thanks, doctor. So for this week's show, for episode 100, <laughs> we... Taking a tour through Shailen's bowels. <laughs> uh, we're watching Slim Good Body. <laughs> there are a lot of considerations on the table here. I thought that we could go back to G.I. Joe, episode one, episode 50. There's uh, certain mirrors, like you want things to rhyme here. But then I stumbled on something that so perfectly encapsulates what we do here mm-hmm. that it had to be talked about immediately. And that is 1984's Turbo Teen. Never heard of <laughs> before this. I had heard glimmers of it you know, on, on the dark web and such. 
had never watched it. For a reason. For a reason. A show so odd that it involves body horror, talk about weather, bad science, hackneyed oh, awful, situations. Awful science. <laughs> bad acting. Hobos? Hobos. Beans? <laughs> the show's got it all. Why, why wasn't it a success? I don't know. But let's take a visit back here to 1984. Knight Rider had been on the air for two years, was coming up to the precipice of its success. So for folks who don't know Knight Rider, again, get the fuck out of here. You had Kit, the car. Talking car could do cool shit. Who later went on to be Mr. Feeney. Right. The car turned into Mr. Feeney in like a fucking horrible, nothing but trouble way. Yeah. And then he became a principal. Yes. It's it's very strange. (laughs) He was uh, the uh, fantastic principal. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Indeed he was. So... (laughs) Yeah, David Hasselhoff as a dude, and the fine folks at Ruby Spears Productions, which was a company that was started by the two dudes behind Scooby-Doo, thought, what if you took the car, and you took the sexy, sexy protagonist, and you smashed them together into one unholy amalgamation? Now, there's another influence here that's kind of obvious, that being Transformers, Mm -hmm. you know, transforming into and out of a car. Mm -hmm. At the time of production, Transformers was big in Japan. But this actually beat Transformers to the airwaves in the U.S. by two weeks. Really? All right. So Turbo Team was the talk of the country in 84 until Transformers took that limelight two weeks later. (laughs) Could it be the direct reason Turbo Team failed? I don't know. What can I tell you? I doubt it. I don't think Transformers was the cause for Turbo Team's downfall. (laughs) I think it was probably Turbo Team. What makes you say that? Agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... That shouldn't reflect how I felt about this this piece that we watched. Right. It was magical. A, a beautiful hot mess. I yes. loved it. Yeah. So a little bit more about Ruby Spears here. So they are the company behind such luminary shows as the Mork and Mindy show, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Mr. T, Mr. T. the Saturday Supercade, Thundar the Barbarian, Motherfucking Rambo, the Force of Freedom, mm-hmm. Police Academy, the Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. You can start to see the pieces falling into place. They're really into these mostly licensed, just wacky, wacky, wacky shows. This particular project fell under the writer Michael Moorer, who wrote a lot of episodes for uh, a show that I'm endlessly fascinated with and can never find, the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show, which was a show made in the 70s about fourth tier (laughs) DC antihero Plastic Man. Confusing. So he also wrote some of Gummy Bears and was active just until recently. And what concept did Michael Moore come up with? What concept did Michael Moore come up with? (laughs) Bowling for Columbine. Uh, (laughs) Liberal-leaning documentaries? I I don't know. After this year, it'll be Fahrenheit 2020. (laughs) Indeed. Take that, you bastards. He came up with this really flawed concept. And we'll, we'll spend several hours on this. But the general idea of Turbo Teen is a boy, Brett Matthews, not Eric, Shalen, the different Mr. Matthews, was driving his Camaro around, or his Trans Am, I don't know which. I'm not a they car never guy. tell you. It doesn't matter. He just got a red car. A hot, he drives a red car, car onto a loading dock and directly into a, like a science ray, which makes him transform into the car. 
And then when he gets cold, he transforms back into a boy. And then when he gets hot, he transforms back into the car. Even that concept, who in their right mind would ever think, oh, this has got legs. <laughs> we can go with this. a boy. It turns into a car. Well, what does the car do? It just drives like a car. And what does the boy do? He's just a boy. Like, I mean, it does boy stuff. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's a molecular transfer ray. Okay. And somehow naming it gave me more questions than when it was an unnamed science okay. ray. I had no because more Because I thought of no the fly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how did he prevent his brain from becoming a tire? And why is it consistent that his limbs are the wheels? How does he right. feel? And where pain? are the people sitting? And we will tackle all of these questions and more. But I mean, even take that I, point. Uh, I have a quote on the science of Please it all. Do. This is from uh, the Wikipedia article under reception. So in the Encyclopedia of American Animated Television Shows, David Perlmutter, I have no idea who that is, he writes, quote, This is perhaps the most absurd concept developed for television animation in the genre's history. Despite a basis in somewhat plausible science, it was not produced competently enough to make its premise anywhere near believable. I don't know what science David Perlmutter has been studying, <laughs> but I don't think that's, I don't think what, what I saw was not plausible at all. I think he saw the fly or <laughs> I think that's it. That's yeah. plausible science. Lasers. Or he, he knew about Captain America's plausible. history. Rays and cars and, and boys. The Vita Ray. Lots of the boys. The Trans Am. Cars are real. But take that setup and take it one step further. Yeah. Where that boy is now a government agent or something. He fights crime with his mechanic who only works on him as a car, which is raises some interesting questions. A girl and a shaggy dog. And they fight villains of the week. They're constantly chased by a faceless, nameless guy named Dark Rider who drives around in Marty McFly's new truck from Back to the Future. <laughs> I thought Gravedigger. <laughs> he does, does have a grave digger let you that's yeah. true but most of all what the show is centered around is this transformation from boy to car and back and forth and some brave soul on the internet has made a 22 and a half minute supercut of all of the times you see this boy go down into doggy style his body distends his limbs turn into hands or his limbs turns into wheels his face turns into the grill of a car and he looks like that guy that can fit three pool balls in his mouth yep and his ass turns into the, the fucking tail of the car. And it's just like so lovingly drawn. It's just stretched out like Godessy. It's just, oh man, it's so, and it's so slow. Every, it, it yeah. just, I it, it just wanted it to go faster to be over with. And it just happened so painstakingly slow. Well, and it's also inconsistent, right? A lot of times a transformation of a character Every time, first this thing happens, and then that thing happens. But for some reason with him, like sometimes it starts with his body getting really long, and sometimes his hand turns into a wheel, and sometimes his face changes before his body at all. And then all, his and dick turns into terrifying. the exhaust pipe. Think I about hated, it. The I placement hated looking at it. Goes from uh, an Audi to an innie. <laughs> Spent a month there one night. Mm. I did not like looking at it. <laughs> the exhaust dick? All of it. And lovingly drawn. You heard what I said. <laughs> There's another dick in the show. We'll get there in a sec. 
Something weird about this show. Even most of the really obscure cartoons had toys or merchandise or coloring books because that is sort of what the show existed to do. Is a, it's a commercial for this stuff. The only piece of Turbo Teen merch is a model. So not a figure, but a model you would build. And it was in the GoBots line. Really? Hmm. GoBots not produced by Ruby Spears. So <laughs> it's really baffling. Now, the model itself is, of course, horrifying. It's like a fold-down model where he has like a boy head, but the rest of his body is still the car. Oh. <laughs> so it's just... That's disturbing. It's fucked up. We're fortunate here because for years and years and years, a lot of this show was lost to time, which is something that kind of bums me out. You know, people put work into this for better or for worse, and to have it just disappear is kind of a bummer. Mm. But a bunch of the episodes started showing up online this year. So there's no DVD releases or anything like that. And the audio quality in this is a little bonk, but it works out. But Turbo Teen, not forgotten in pop culture, has been parodied in Robot Chicken, Teen Titans Go, Shailen's favorite show, Rick and Morty. So people know <laughs> Turbo <sauce>. Teen. <laughs> there's a certain amount of cachet with Turbo Teen that I'm, I'm happy to, we're able to dig into here. The show only lasted for one season, 13 episodes. The episode that we're watching is called Daredevil Run. There were a lot of weird episodes of Turbo Teen. There was one where Dark Rider kidnapped a dog breeder and then made the dogs devolve into wolves so that they could try to kidnap Turbo Teen so he uh-huh. could get Turbo Teen's power. Uh, there's one with like evil arcade machines. There's one where Dark Rider frames Turbo Teen for bank robbery and then the dog smells the bags and saves Turbo Teen at the end. Did the government agency he reports to not think like, hey, we should check into this? Uh, You know what? Then as now, the government, fuck them. Unreliable. Get out of here, government. (laughs) We don't want you. Anyway, this episode was written by the husband-wife team of Cliff Ruby and Alana Lesser. Fun fact, if you look up Cliff Ruby on Google, the picture that pulls up is, in fact, Tina Fey. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a pseudonym or... (laughs) Google's just messing I don't hate up, that but, idea. Yeah. They wrote on everything from this show to the all-new Super Friends Hour to the Wizard of Oz cartoon series, also in feature films like Beethoven's Fifth, Mean Girls 2, The Land Before Time 14. <laughs> so as always, the lesson, bad shit does not kill careers. It's quantity over quality at all times. That is just the lesson. keep going. Sometimes competence outweighs being any kind of special, right? Like, you don't have to be great. You just have to be good. This is a really backhanded compliment to the work that we do every once in a while here. But I'll take that compliment and I'll smile. And we made it to 100. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. This episode aired on November 10th, 1984. uh, Rev that engine and give me some context back. (laughs) Let's do it old school. Vroom, vroom. You want to know what you're seeing, you want contextual feeling, contextual feeling, makes you feel so smart, helps to understand the art, you want that contextual feeling. 
I know that like actors have a hard time going back to things that they've been in or writers have a hard time like reading their own work. Have, having it been almost two years since I put that together. I love it. I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I'm not going to remix it. I'm not going to make it time right. I'm not doing anything. It's perfect. Sometimes, yeah. Like a Da Vinci. <laughs> Top movies. Number one. This is amazing. Oh God, You Devil. The Ooh, movie that starred yeah. George Burns in the like a nutty professor thing. He's an angel and a devil. I think that's the third one in the series. There's a trilogy. There's Oh God, Oh God 2, which might be T-O-O. Mm-hmm. And then um, Oh God, You Devil. And he does he does a dual dual thing yeah. there. And then there was the fourth one, Oh Devil, You God. Um, yeah. And it goes back into like Roman times. How How much of these films can both of you recite verbatim? Because... You know an awful lot about this series. <laughs> I, I, I think I've seen it. When, I think I saw it when I was little, but I don't remember anything about it. There's the part where George Burns, he's got like his little cigar and he's like wiggling it around. Mm. It happens a lot for like 100 minutes and then the movie just kind of ends. A little meandering, but it's a masterpiece. Number two, little film you might have heard of, The Terminator. Yeah. Was dethroned by, oh God, you devil. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. How pissed do you think James Cameron was that week? He didn't have the cachet to be pissed at that point. Oh, uh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. But He's if, still seeking the bottom. If Avatar 7 is dethroned by like a like a Seth Rogen movie, he'll be flipping his shit. Oh, God, you devil. Remake? God damn it. Not again. <laughs> Why? Number can't three. those Avatar movies. <laughs> it can't, all, all at once. Mm-hmm. A movie I hadn't heard of, but I now desperately want to see. A movie called No Small Affair. Starred... John Cryer and Demi Moore also had George Went, Tim Robbins, Jennifer Tilly, Jeffrey Tambor in the cast. Here's the tagline from the poster. He's 16. She's 22. All he wanted was her picture. What he got was no small affair. And here's the plot description from Wikipedia. I know we're fascinated here. Wait, Shailen, what is the plot description? <laughs> Take a guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, statutory rape glamorized for Hollywood. fantastic do you want to take a shot dave yeah so no small affair it's it's not just about his age it's also about um the size of his genitalia (laughs) and turns out she 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 falls in love with him still despite he's his age um but you know she she learns to love him and in the size or lack thereof of of him close the 16-year-old amateur photographer Charles, played by John Cryer, accidentally takes a photo of Laura, Demi Moore, and falls in love with her when he develops the picture. He finds out that she works as a singer in a bar, but is about to be thrown out. I don't know what that means. Although rejected at first by the 22-year-old... He is he att- or she is? Like, like, somebody is. Yeah. He attempts to boost her performing career by starting an ad campaign behind her back with unexpected results. That's the whole plot summary. Huh. Not sure about that one. It was a financial failure. But it it sounds replace. like it was an artistic failure, too. So I know it's the holidays, but <laughs> fuck that bus. noise. Come back in two weeks. We're talking about No Small Affair. <laughs> an erotic thriller uh, starring George Burns. In the news, we know November, every four years, there's a big event that happens in America, the election. A lot of controversy going on around it in 2020, but was nothing compared to the controversy in 1984 where incumbent Ronald Reagan defeated Democrat challenger Walter Mondale 
525 to 13 in the Electoral College. (laughs) Mondale only carried his home state of Minnesota by 0.2%, and also Washington, D.C., and Reagan took every other state. Is that the most lopsided victory in presidential election history? It is, and it's a blowout no matter how you push it. But the weirdest thing about it, again, mirrors, Mondale and the Democratic Party just filed frivolous lawsuit after frivolous lawsuit, (laughs) refused to concede. Yeah. And set the country back by months, if not years, with his rhetoric. And we were just climbing out of that hole. And look where we are now. Then is now. I don't know. Ben just it's, broke my brain. Just awful, <laughs> awful stuff. It refused to concede, even though he wasn't he didn't have to concede. The demanded recounts. Claimed ghosts were voting. Just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because what Trump originally wanted to trademark was the hashtag stop stealing this election from me. But that was trademarked by Walter Mondale, so he had to go to stop the steal. <laughs> Back up, but maybe a little snappier. Uh, we've come, we've come a long way in thirty-five years. So on to this fucking show. Let's get going with the intro. It was a stormy night when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. My car skidded into a government laboratory where a top-secret experiment was underway. I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one. The incredible Turbo Team! And so on and so forth. In case you didn't notice, a little Knight Rider-ish baseline in that introduction. Oh, yeah. So the intro shows the transformation in fast motion. It gets much slower later. But it also shows Turbo Teen as the car driving upstairs, flying, <laughs> doing all kinds of amazing things. Yeah, like hanging by a parachute or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Because you see the transformation, Ray didn't just make him a man car monster. It also added like superpowers to the car, like a turbo boost and all kinds of weird shit. There was a turbo boost. Maybe that was already in the car though. Like maybe you you think he just added that in himself as a teen. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I saw fast and furious. I know know what, I know what goes on (laughs) the streets of Miami. (laughs) Too fast, too furious. The (laughs) movie that ends with jumping a car onto a boat. Right. And also Eva Mendez and Paul Walker like having a staring contest. Oh no, because he's driving the car, and then it's to like get her all hot and bothered. He just like stares at her as they speed down the highway. Got me hot and bothered. Paul Walker was killed in the fiery car crash. So anyway, the characters of Patty, who is the girl, I don't know what her relationship is to anybody. Friend, friend, sister, potential paramour. There is Alex, who is the mechanic for Turbo Teen. I'm going to assume he was Brett's friend before, but he's also a mechanic. I didn't know if he worked for the government. They all work for the government now, I think. Oh, yeah, man. that was the impression I got. They're a team. It's tough to tell. Imagine if like, I got recruited to work for the government as a, like, a secret agent, and then I was like, guys, I got two friends I can bring in with. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I would love to be a spy. I'd be a good spy. I would be an awful spy. I'd be a great spy. Because I'm so taciturn and I can hide in corners. Totally. Yeah. Shailen would be the worst spy. Like, as soon as someone would be like, hey, are you a spy? Your leg would just start shaking. No. No. No, definitely not. 
I have a cat. Do you know what dog. I would be good at though? Is the person in the spy movies who like introduces people to people. You know what I mean? Sure. I know a lot of people. What, while eating um, unsweetened applesauce out of a paper cup. That's correct. <laughs> Not much going around going around the eat spots. Which is a which is a spy or espionage, espionage <laughs> movie uh, archetype, I think. The, the paper cup applesauce person. This is an unsweetened applesauce town. Road don't go nowhere. <laughs> so, just lies right there. They're also with Rusty the dog. Every show needs a dog. And they're inside I, the car. It looks just like Disney's Shaggy Dog. I kept it expecting does. Tim Allen to appear. Uh, it's not just any dog. It's a Frank Welker dog. The man who connects everyone it is Frank in Hollywood. Welker. Speaking of the Shaggy Dog and Tim Allen, which leads me to Home Improvement Acapella, Mr. Dooves, who did the Home Improvement <laughs> Acapella, was my number two most listened to artist on Spotify this year. <laughs> Second only to? Uh, the Kids Pop Singers, of course. <laughs> Nothing if not consistent. Don't don't doubt my commitment here. Now, they're all driving up to the Daredevil Run Speedway, and Patty gives us my favorite thing in cartoons, exposition text. There's the Speedway. Daredevil Run? That's a cross-country race from here to New York. There's Caldwell. <laughs> okay. So we set up the Daredevil Run, which is similar to the Gumball Run and things like that, or Cannonball Run, just these cross-country races, really crazy stuff. But for some reason... The Daredevil Run needs a speedway. It needs a stadium, even though they're driving across country. Like, it seems sort of wasteful. Are people just there to look at cars drive away? Yeah. It's not like NASCAR where they're like, oh, I wonder who won. Like, they're just there to, like, watch the cars exit the building they just entered. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes no sense other than to get them to where they need to be to start. And that's fine. Plot devices, exposition text. This is what Saturday morning cartoons are built on. And Turbo Teen could not lean more heavily into it. But I will say when there are like motorcycle runs and fancy car or like antique car runs that people do, not necessarily like not the cross country ones, because as far as I know, I've never seen one of those. But for more local ones, they'll do like a car show at the beginning for people to walk around and look. Well, and then at a certain time, everybody leaves. So this actually does make sense. It's rooted in some level of reality. But that's like, a, I'm going to go see these cars mm -hmm. and and I, I get to go up close and look at them and all that. So this is just, just people in the big, <laughs> big coliseum looking at these cars about to leave. Right. But that's what they do for those kinds of Shailen, events. how much would you pay to go to one of these kinds of events? Oh, I personally wouldn't, but I know you're lots of people You're talking about it in your hush tones over here. Oh, I would love to go to the car show and watch the cars. That's what you said. That's a quote. Check. I'm saying of all of the crazy things Check. that happened in this cartoon, this is maybe the only realistic part. <laughs> Where this gets to is they realize... No, they're just driving in. They, they don't quite know, but as they drive in, they realize... That their government agent friend Cardwell, not Caldwell, Cardwell, Cardwell, is going to send them on Cardwell? on the Daredevil run. Ah, and <laughs> they don't have luggage. They don't have food. They don't have a map. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it. We're driving cross country, baby. That's devil may care attitude. That's why they're government agents, because they can survive. That's true. They had three weeks of training. Mm. Alex does have a couple of concerns. Oil, lube. <laughs> you know, TT doesn't have his oil or his lube. I don't know if he was talking about the car or Brett in his man form for those, but whatever. Everyone needs your CBD oil now. It's yeah. more American than apple pie and hamburgers and lube. Well, you know, use so your imagination. You just brought up a very a specific question that I have about this. Well, thing. spectacular. Let's get into it. When the friends are talking about Brett, the human person, 
right? Can I interject your question with a question of my own? Can we commit to either calling him Brett, TT, or TurboTeen right now? Because it's... This is where my question is going. Okay, let's get into it. Sometimes he's Brett because he's in human form. Right. Sometimes he's he's TT, which is explicitly always he's in car form when they call him TT. TT. When they call him Turbo Teen, it fluctuates. Okay. And so my question to you guys is, what is your natural inclination to identify this character? Because I'm frustrated. Brett Brett is what I first met him as and what I will always know him as. Okay. I don't know what he puts or the car puts in its um, LinkedIn or Twitter profile, so I can't tell. (laughs) Um, But I just knew him as Turbo Teen. Okay. So that's how I identified him uh, throughout the throughout the episode. Maybe it was because the name of the cartoon. Hilariously, I refer to him as TT in my notes, but I am willing well, to be flexible. We're all, we're all over the place here. We each picked one. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What do you call Turbo Teen? Hashtag TT to you, Tiki to me. So now they're in the stadium. They realize they're going to run the Daredevil run, but this Cardwell, you're a real mysterious guy. He's got an angle. This is a little bit long. But it's necessary to set up how fucking confusing all of this is. So here we go. Paula is a government witness. She must be in New York by Thursday to testify against the dragon. The dragon? The international jewel thief? Paula can put him away for good. But the dragon has vowed to keep her out of the courtroom. He's got his men watching every airport, train station, and bus depot in town. So the daredevil run is a cover. It's a route the dragon won't suspect. I wanted this conversation to go on for the next 20 minutes, and then the show would just end. We didn't even need to do anything. I just like that they had answers for everything. No, they didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, they, the, the more they talked, the more questions they raised. This is insane. Can we, why can't she take a train? He's watching the trains. Why can't she take a plane? They're watching the airports. But then they're watching the fucking Daredevil yeah, they're watching it too. It doesn't matter. Oh, man. This level of exposition reminds me of a line in um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. They're, they're talking about their strategy to go against Sauron. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to go over here while the, the hobbits go up the mountain or whatever. And um, they're like, okay. And so they, they lay out the plan. It's pretty clear to the audience what it is. And it just cuts to Orlando Bloom's Legolas. It's just <laughs> his beautiful face, his long glowing blonde hair. And he just goes, a diversion. It's like, yes, thanks, writers. We know what a diversion <laughs> is, fucking idiots. Oh, man. I love those movies still. But that, that line just takes me completely out of the, 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 the world there. Hey, dumb dumb. Yeah. In case you're too stupid to get it. (laughs) Did you get up for popcorn? Let me tell you what you missed. We need to give Orlando more lines. (laughs) So they put Paula in the car with them. Now, mind you, again, they have no clothes, no supplies, and they're like, fuck it, we're driving to New York. And then Cardwell sits next to them. So he gets in his own car, which is also on the starting line, and he just looks at them. (laughs) (laughs) The show's full of little touches that I really enjoyed. Stares at them like Paul Walker does to to Eva Mendes. (laughs) But they're not moving, so it's a little less erotic. Fair fair enough. The race starts, and they peel out. And then all of a sudden, you see like an old Cadillac or whatever. And you get two bad-looking motherfuckers there. You get a bald guy. You get a guy who kind of looks like Mr. T. This is Slade and Rick. (laughs) <laughs> Rick, a really good henchman name. <laughs> How'd you get their names? They say them later. Oh, okay. Slade I, I pay attention. and Rick. Slade and Rick. <laughs> and the whole idea behind this plan was to, you know, circumvent the dragon. Well, wouldn't you know it? Caldwell's leaving, but the girl's not with him. What next, dragon? It was a nice try, but Caldwell didn't pull it off. The girl's in the race. Get her. 
So that whole 30 second conversation <laughs> was completely negated <laughs> immediately. Oh, I loved it. Oh boy. The the dragon here, I was expecting like a big bad, like a Cobra Commander or a, a Megatron, like you know, someone like that's really visually memorable, right? But instead it looks like Albert Brooks in a hat. <laughs> Like it just the the voice of Marlin from Finding Nemo. It just looks like that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not intimidating at all, and that's okay. Like not all crime bosses need to be, but he's like he's got like a seersucker suit on, and it's like what? What is this guy's deal? Yeah, like how did he get to be the dragon? <laughs> it took me more time than it should have to realize that he was in fact the bad guy. I thought he was like the butler for the bad guy. Okay. I was pretty sure of it. Like a, his little henchman or something at, at, at headquarters. Like he talks for the dragon, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's the mouthpiece or something. Or like an odd job, if you will. Not so much. Not so no. much. But now the race is on. They're in Arizona. They tell you where they are from time to time, which is fine. I guess it's a little context point. But they're like, I don't know where they started. Yeah, it goes back to Shailen's point. Like it, uh, you were glad they gave you answers and like points, but like it just made it worse for me. Like it kept, yeah. I was like, wait, where were they? Yeah. <laughs> because eventually, and to jump ahead a little bit, they talk about going to the Dragon's Lair, and it's in Iowa. <laughs> it's like, okay. There's a hotbed for uh, criminal syndicates. Just strange stuff. So they're, they're there. Alex has clearly got a little crush on Paula, the government agent. And he's like, oh, I built this car up from the struts. And then Brett, who is the car, he blasts the cigarette tray at him, which is weird, but like, it's all white. And of course, I was like, oh, man, he just blasted like a cum tray at him. Because, like, it's his body, so it could be. I thought it was more like spit. I don't know why that's Oh, less why would there gross. just be spit in there? Is it like tobacco spit? Like chaw? Maybe. How is spit and chaw less gross than cum? I don't know, but it is. I don't. I, I'd at a stranger. Chillin. <laughs> Okay, we're going to pause the episode. Let's pause. We need to rank right now. What's grossest? Uh, stinky paint? Cum? Spit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sick? Tobacco spit? Dog vomit? Go and do it in the Ringo Star voice. Oh, that's the, the stranger's vomit. The sick? It's the worst thing. That's not a, okay. That's one. Okay. That's one. I have to rank them? Yeah. yeah that's why I said rank them six said, times. I thought you said pick. Listeners, we want to hear from you since Shailen has, has fallen down on the job here. Uh, sick pyramid. Hashtag sick pyramid. Hashtag sick period. It's a sick pyramid, sick, sick period. Oh, boy, that would be number one for me. Oh, boy, I don't want any part of those lady problems. No thanks, I say. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> anyway, the car talks um, after it's, it shoots the cum at Alex. And Alex is forced to, like think on the fly yeah like apologizes for it, like oh sorry i didn't mean to i wasn't yeah. aim there like he, <laughs> i swear then he has to introduce the car uh yeah uh paula i'd like you to meet my computerized car turbo team the pleasure is mine uh. shaylin i have a question for you yeah <laughs> you're a woman i am if you were on a date with a dude and like dudes name their cars sometimes like that's yeah, fine that's a thing uh, if you were on a date with a dude and he told you the name of his car was Turbo Teen, how would you <laughs> react to that? That's fucking weird. You know, Ben, I'm so glad you asked negatively. I would react negatively because that is fucked up. That is not a car name. <laughs> it's not cool in like nine different ways. Exactly. <sighs> well, Ben, rank all nine ways. Inappropriate, uh, not woke enough, 
Um, just not cool. Uncreative. Turbo is not descriptive enough of the teen's smoothness. Oh. <laughs> and so on and so forth. He could have said, this is my car, Turbo. Or my car, Brett. Either way. <laughs> Actually, my car, Brett, sounds worse. Because you wouldn't name a car, Brett. It's like, surely. It almost sounds like carpet, too. It's my car, Brett. Oh, what are you talking about? Car- carpet? Surely. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden, the Slade and Rick pull up behind. And I don't know what this thing actually was. It looked like... It, I don't know, I don't know why we're doing this tonight. It looked like an upside down dick and balls. It was a pole extending off the front of their car, and then it had two balls on the end of it. Yeah. And it smacks Turbo T in the ass, and the car says "ouch." And I thought, does the car feel pain? Yes. Like, does he hurt? Like, does it hurt him when he drives on the tires because of road rash? Like, yeah. And when he transforms into the car, does he feel the pain of his? Oh bones yeah, for sure. Breaking and then yeah. re, you know coming back together when he turns back into a boy. He should be writhing in pain the whole time. This is a sad tragic story and they're right. playing it for laughs Explo- or action government exploitation of their own mistakes but this ball ra- ram thing <laughs> the like, ball ram thing the ball it, ram i was thing. expecting it to this is, a, this is a, a point of bad animation here i was expecting it to hit the back of the car and bump it forward but it goes into the balls go in like it goes ball deep balls deep mm-hmm. right it goes into the back of the car and then the car pushes forward like there, i don't know what it pushed exactly or what it went well, yeah. into. And this is one of the big problems with Turbo Teen. One of the big problems. One. It's a show based on a supercar, so there needs to be action, but it's so cheap that the action is confusing at best. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing taps Turbo Teen and he is quote unquote losing it, which causes him to drive off the road. And it's one of those things where the background of the cell has texture. So there's like cacti and stuff. But Turbo Teen just drives right over all of it. They're in like a Western town, right? And Turbo Teen is literally sitting still. And then Alex is like, oh, well, here we are. And Paul's like, Alex, you're a great driver. Turbo Teen, the car sits still. And then the bad guys drive into pillars of a building. It's like an old Western movie set. It's a ghost town. Yeah. Like, what what is going on there? And like, you talk about the scenery. So it's cacti. And then there's no cacti. Right. And then there's this town, which, and then I'm like, oh, maybe they drove through it, and then they're crashing into the buildings. You know, the heroes see that. So, like, where did they, when did they drive past that, that village or that, you know, that old mine town or whatever it is? Unimportant. It's confusing. Yeah, so it just drives into this building, like, unbidden by any of them, right? Like, they don't do anything with it. And then (laughs) the bad guys are in the middle of a street, and Turbo Teen turbo boosts up straight into the sky, mm-hmm. lands on a ramp where the bad guys are on the other end, and this causes the car to go up in the air so it doesn't break the ramp and like propels 30 feet into the air and like tumbles into another building. That is correct. <laughs> because it's plausible science, folks. <laughs> science. According to Perlmutter. Perlmutter knows. Hashtag Perlmutter. So... Now they're on the road, and Paula goes, hey, we're right back with the leaders. And it's like, oh, right. You're in a race. <laughs> in a race. Yeah. How, how the fuck would they even know that? But whatever. Marked cars, question mark? Now we're 15 miles outside of Nebraska. And they stop for the night. They decide to go into a diner. And they leave uh, Turbo Teen behind. And he's like, oh. Because he's a car. He is a car. He can't be in a nope, restaurant. Nobody's he's a done car. that. Like, I saw this, and I was like, oh, they they have to stop and eat. 
Right. It's actually like the writers are like, well, when do these characters eat and go to the bathroom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's like, okay, I appreciate that. But then I was like, I actually don't want to see that. Like, <laughs> It's answering the questions and making it more confusing by doing so. Yeah. But here's where the show falls off the rails. Here. So, so Brett notices immediately that the dragon's men are behind them and somehow know that they're there. Maybe they recognize the car. But here's the problem. He's in car form. What the fuck is he going to do? Honk his horn? Use his superpowers to alert them? No. He has to become a boy. And this is one of the best things about the show. The ways in which they get to the transformation. <laughs> so convoluted. As the rest of the gang goes inside, two boys with squirt guns come outside. And we'll let the audio take it from there. I got you! I got you! I hope they return the favor. Yeah, so we're pretty clear on all that. Yeah. A little trick I learned in auto shop. With like a William Shatner delivery? (laughs) He squirts the boys with windshield wiper fluid, (laughs) which then prompts them to squirt him. Now, what we were told in the beginning is that extreme heat and cold make him transform. Here, it's just squirt gun it's like three squirts from a squirt gun and he turns into a boy in the parking lot <laughs> and, the, and the and the kids are not shocked at all or maybe don't even notice they don't notice they don't care it, apparently it's a big thing for brett to keep this secret but there are multiple times here where he transforms back and forth in front of people and nobody ever really seems to notice or care so i guess it really couldn't have been that big a deal i don't know yeah, and yet, I've, for some reason, they maintain the secret from the government witness that they're trying to protect instead of just saying, by the way, we have this great tool to keep you safe as we go across the country. By the way, one thing that happened here that I like is as the car turns from like car to boy, there's a nice zoom in on Brett and you can see he's got like a, this like pert little apple bottom. <laughs> so Brett keeps in shape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So Brett wanders into the restaurant and they're like, Paul is like, who the hell are you? And he goes, I'm Brett. Caldwell sent me. And it's like, why would he send a teenager in? But Cardwell. No, Cardwell. Sorry. Yes. Um, nobody, nobody ever asks that. So he's like, the dragon's men, they're here. So what they do in the, the highway diner is they hide under the tablecloth, which is very classy for the highway diner. And as the dragon's men are in there, they literally like, they're under the tablecloth and they just walk it outside. And then they go, Somewhere, because it's it's clearly night when they stop, and Brett's not a car. But then the next shot we see is Brett in the daytime saying this. Nothing like a hot day to get us back in the race. <laughs> then, he, then he slowly turns back into the car. So this is what do crazy they do? to me. Boop, 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 boop. I was along for the ride after the intro. Like, okay, he can transform into a car or whatever. Yep. The boys squirt him with apparently ice cold water. And lots of it. And he turns into it. And then he, the sun's rays turn him back. So, like, what happens when it's night? Um, yeah. is he, does he always turn back into a boy at night? Is when he, it's like, convenient? Yeah. And, like, what happens when it rains during the day? What if it's a sun shower? Does he just kind of become half man, half car? Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it's the answer is yes. Yeah. Oh God, I hope so. He just stops midway. Oh, it's like sixty degrees. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Half half of him's running. Half of him is like. <laughs> I can't know. unzip my pants. <laughs> my my hands are tires. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I thought here that Paula understood because Brett shows up out of nowhere. And then the next day, Brett is gone and the car is doing things like popping its own gasket while they set up a weird plan. Like Alex was like, hey, look over there. She turns around and uh, Brett's the car. And then she's like, hey, where's Brett? I I don't give a fuck. Like, just get in the car. (laughs) And what happened? Staying behind. They set up a a classic prank of dressing Alex up in drag because they want. Okay, so the, the whole point of them going to New York is because Paula can nail the dragon at trial. Now, mind you. It's a trial that the dragon is not at because he's chasing them around the country. But they decide they have to get the dragon themselves. So they dress Alex up as Paula. There's a tracking device. The tracking device is in the comb, Alex. It's in the comb, Alex. And then the bad guys see Alex and drag. And it's supposed to be her running away. But <laughs> like again, the animation is so cheap. It just looks like they're walking slowly. why did they go after the dragon and try to entrap him why because the show plot on its own was about four minutes (laughs) they had they had adventures they got where they needed to go and the the story ended so as soon as they dressed up alex they were like we we, you know they have to bring paula to to the courts right and they have to avoid the dragon and then they decide to bring alex dress him up and like have him infiltrate. I was like, I guarantee I'm, I'm predicting, I wrote this down. I'm already predicting that they end up bringing Don to the lair anyways, which is what they should have avoided all along. Just send Alex. And then they, they could discover that he's a fake later. And then they're miles and miles away. Right. right? Like, but you just, le- <laughs> they just brought her right into yes. the dragon. Not lair. just that, but they installed this tracking device. And they follow the bad guys from Nebraska to Iowa. They're behind them the whole time. The tracking device is completely pointless. There's no purpose to it whatsoever. I mean, they could have theoretically gotten a flat tire and had to wait or something. I guess. It, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. There's a lot of pointless things. Like the dog. The, <laughs> the dog, dog is very pointless. It's just there. It, it does nothing. Well, it does a little something toward the middle here. But like, it, it just sits there in the center of the car like, directly center of the frame. I'm like, what is that dog going to do anything? It's Chekhov's dog. Plot device, the dog. Right. Speaking of plot devices, they do encounter one thing on the way to Iowa. Dark Rider! What's he doing here? Okay. So Dark Rider is a character that I don't believe is ever identified. Um, The show went off the air too quickly, but it's somebody who drives around like a big monster truck is constantly tracing down turbo teen because he wants to understand the powers behind turbo teen. So there are some episodes devoted to dark rider, or there are times like this where sometimes the truck is like skulking behind a tree as they drive by. It just, <laughs> it like it crests a hill. <laughs> a dark rider is kind of like the Q in um, Star Trek, the next generation hmm. shows up from time to time, causes mischief. Hmm. But here we get some fucking sweet car on car action. Turbo Teen ejects the girls from the car and the dog, and he's getting chased by Dark Rider. He r- drives through hay bales to make a pitchfork fly in the air. Then he opens up his hood to catch the pitchfork. So now he's got it like a lance. He drives into Dark Rider, right? And then 
Dark Rider, the back of his car opens up and like a briefcase falls out? Or... Someday I'm gonna catch that guy. We're getting closer, Turbo! Dark Rider dropped his makeup kit! So Dark Rider drives away. He dropped his makeup kit, which is strange. Like, is it? I thought so. I thought Dark Rider was like Turbo Team, and it was like a you know someone that could transform. Oh, okay, so I, no, I, I don't thought, think so. I think it's just a dude. I was confused that a car itself had a makeup kit, and then I was like, I'm not a car guy, so I don't know. Like, is that like something you would do? Is that like a you know an auto paint like <laughs> maybe? I don't know, but. Uh, nope, it's just a guy with a makeup kit, which is which is fine. I don't know, but like it's not something common enough to like. It, it, it threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, okay, and then this never comes up again. <laughs> I don't know if that makeup kit is something they explore later in the show. Let's go ahead and just assume no. <laughs> Shailen, what do you think about the makeup kit? It didn't make sense to me. Thanks, Shailen. <laughs> so then they're in a ditch. It starts to rain, and Brett turns back into the car. Which again, it's like. It's raining. I stood out in the rain. I don't get cold, but I'm a man. So what do I know? Yeah, if it's July, like it's not freezing. But then he's in a ditch. He's the fucking car. Paula walks up as he's transforming. That is correct. Does not question this. And she's like, hey, Brett, where's Turbo Teen? And he's like, oh, he went to get gas. He went <laughs> to get idiot. gas. The tire tracks end here. You walked up as my hands were becoming hands from being fucking tires. And it's just like, what? What are, you, what are we doing? This is crazy. Oh, you, you didn't hear my, my screams of agony as my body changed back into its its normal form? Like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I'd good, like good, to good, posit good. a theory. Okay. I think that perhaps the government agents, not the teenagers, yeah. but the ones who set this whole thing up, maybe drugged her to make the, the process of getting her <laughs> to New York a little easier. Okay. Didn't want her to overthink anything. Okay. And so she was like, oh, fuck, I'm still hallucinating. That dude just had car hands. Didn't want her causing any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing. You're going to see some weird shit, Paula, but it's fine. But then Patty's like, oh, shit, the tracker. And he goes, I got the tracker, but we have to get it out. So they get they pull out that thing from the Matrix that they use to get the thing out of Neo's head. <laughs> or it's the total recall bit where he has to like jam the thing up his nose. He has to give himself the COVID test to get the tracker out. But they figure out one way or the other that the dragon's lair is in a train in Iowa. A place no one would expect. Just just uh, <laughs> the, the setting for excitement, right? When you think action set piece, you don't think Mount Rushmore, Cary Grant. Right. You don't think uh, Batman and Gotham City. You think train station in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're making a big budget or even... More likely a small budget action film. What about a medium budget film? Uh, okay. Minuscule? Then a train in Iowa makes sense because you don't have to pay a lot for the set piece. A lot of wide open space. Yep. Not not very likely you're going to have people just wandering into the set. Right. But what the, the people who wrote this cartoon forgot is that with cartoons, you draw it. It's not real. <laughs> You can do anything you want. You can go anywhere you want. You can literally draw anything. You can have a train so large (laughs) that a big car can be inside of it. We're coming to the problems of scale on this show in just a second here. So so as the kids find the the train station, Alex's ruse is broken. The dragon's like, oh, you're not a woman. And then it he, took removing a wig to figure yeah, that out. And so and they move on, but Rusty catches the scent of the wig, and they realize he's on this train. We gotta go. And the wig, 
The wig falls on top of Rusty and it's adorable. Right. Yeah. Little dog with a little wig on. He's, he looks like a little like a little Ringo star. Yeah. Like I wonder what he would sound like if he was talking like yeah, as a dog. Woofity woofity. <laughs> That's a disappointment. <laughs> so then they they Stop run. We're done. <laughs> they jump onto the train. And when you think about riding the rails, you know, in the romanticized version. Oh yeah. There's a certain kind of person that rides the rails. What kind of person would you say that is? Got a bindle on over their shoulder, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. They certainly have a code that they follow. They do. And we're, of course, talking about the hobo code. And no Turbo Teen episode would be complete without a friendly <laughs> hobo. Care for some chow? Yeah, something nice and hot. <laughs> now, first of all, <laughs> Brett, that's presumptuous to be like, hey, hobo. You offered me some food. It better be fucking hot. Hey, <laughs> guy that lives on a train, please make all the food you have and make it piping hot, please. <laughs> now, it's very, very important for Paula not to know that Brett is turbo teen for whatever reason. So Patty's like, hey, uh, we should take the dog and go talk about bras or heavy periods or whatever. I so- have this tampon problem. <laughs> I'd like to run by right. you. Oh, man. My flow is so heavy. <laughs> so they leave. And now it's Brett and the hobo. I'm going to play this audio first. I'm, I, I don't know if it'll come across. We'll, we'll paint a picture in words in just a moment here. Just beans, but they'll warm you up. I wish there was another way. Yuck! I hope they're hot enough. No, oh, it's working. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Without the pictures, it's awful. This is, the, this uh. is probably the best thing we've ever talked about. So the hobo offers Brett some of his only beans. You assume this guy's not rich in beans. Brett takes the spoonful of beans, throws them on his shirt, then does a second spoonful, hoping that by burning his skin with beans, that this will turn him into the car. Fortunately, this works because you get a 24-second transformation sequence of Brett going down into doggy style, stretching his whole body out, popping his hand out one at a time to be the tires. His apple bottom turns into a tail fin. His mouth fits fucking four pool balls in it. It's just, <laughs> it's a nightmare. I paused. I, I had to go to the bathroom, so I yeah. paused my phone. Right at the moment, his face starts to stretch. And if you are so inclined to go back to this episode and watch it, and you should over and over and over again, pause it mm-hmm. and try to just, just pause it on that stretchy face, and that'll be your wallpaper your desktop wallpaper your phone wallpaper your lock screen wallpaper like it'll be that forever ever 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 it's like the opposite of the character from dick tracy little face this is just like stretchy face i love it do not like i liked it a lot so then mind you he doesn't care that the bum sees this and also like the scale of the show is very funny it happens a lot in the next few minutes here a train car not small but the car inside this train car, it's like this train car is the size of the Chrysler building. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's cavernous. Yeah. It's huge. So then Brett has no problem. Even though it's night and it's still raining, he drives out into the night and is fine. The bum in a, a great gag. The classic Best R- Ruby Spears gag throws beans on himself. And he's like, oh, those were my last three beans. <laughs> now I have to eat this applesauce out of a paper cup. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was the pinnacle of of our podcast this this scene this, this bean scene yeah. <laughs> i want to eat beans right now 
I could go for some baked beans. We're fucking off on the nostalgia part of this. We're all just going to eat beans on, <laughs> on Mike for 25 minutes. Just loud. Uh, it's bean time, baby. So now everybody else is on the train. And there's like this room service ruse that involves Patty pulling up a cloche and Rusty jumping on the dragon. But they find Alex. They're all running around. And where's TT when you need it? That's your service, Alex. Let's set this up. So they're in a, a train. You guys have ridden trains before. Indeed. Sure. Trains not known for their wide, luxurious hallways. Right? Not There's usually. enough room for maybe a person in luggage to walk by or two people. Generally not enough for a car to drive down. Barely That's for correct. two, I would say. <laughs> but to your point, Shailen, from earlier, the show gets around this because Turbo Teen is driving down the concourse here, but it's doing it on two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and so those problems of scale are no more. Because the car chases the bad guys through, through the, the train. train. But then yeah. they climb out and they're like, well, I mean, he can't climb up. <laughs> but little do they know that on their passenger train, there's also a cargo car, which tur- <laughs> this is like um, the Simpsons bit turbo boat. Like they must have taken it from this. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. He drives out onto like the cargo car. Turbo boost straight in the air, and now he's chasing them down the train from the top. But every car has a weakness, even Turbo Teen. And I'm not talking about cold weather, Shailen. <laughs> I'm talking about something different, something that is the fear of many a young boy. What is it? What is it? There had to be a tunnel. It's a tunnel. Oh. So <laughs> the train is careening towards a tunnel. The bad guys jump off. Turbo Teen goes back to the cargo car drops down, and now they're all driving in the tunnel. And then something else weird really happened. Up till now, the show's soundtrack had been fairly generic cartoon stuff. You know, kind of action-y, kind of lighthearted, a little night ridery. What I wasn't expecting was what happened as they got into the tunnel, as he started to meet with his friends again. Here goes nothing! One of these things is not like the other. I don't think it's like a royalty-free bit. Like, that is, I'm so excited. That is copyrighted music. Yeah. And we don't see the end credits here. So I don't know if they licensed this or just flat out stole it. But this instrumental version of I'm So Excited plays for almost the rest of the show. Oh, it's so delightful. I loved it. What a delightful surprise. I was... (laughs) Yeah, it's so incongruous. It's insane. Well, and the best part is that in this moment, no one's excited. People are freaking out. There are people running from their lives from a car that can climb ladders. Yeah, I just I disagree. I didn't think it was incongruous at all. I thought it matched perfectly to a T. It matches because it doesn't match. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a Picasso. (laughs) The show is the Picasso of cartoons. It shouldn't be there, but it makes so much sense. (laughs) So... So the the gang jumps in the car and they're like, we got to go to New York. We can still win the race. And it's like, oh, right. They're in a race. Why the fuck do they care about winning the race? That's not what they're trying to do. But they get from Iowa to New York with no problems, right? And now they're zipping around New York, which has got bridges. And it's got guys being like, hey, I'm walking here. I'm eating your pizza. But they haven't seen the dragon in a while. But because it's a convenient kind of show, you get this. That dude is history. He knows better than to mess with us. You were saying, Alex? (laughs) At just that moment, the dragon and Slade and Rick 
come up behind them in a helicopter <laughs> because of course like he brought it up and it's a lot of coincidence but don't worry because now they're they're going through empty alleyways like two seconds ago new york was full to the brim now it's like the manhattan of um friday the 13th part eight they're just abandoned alleyways they're <laughs> racing through but if you thought they forgot about the race they did not the finish line and it looks like we're first put the pedal to the metal you gotta lose them I believe this is all. Sorry, we can't stay. <laughs> so he just takes the trophy and leaves. There's, um, what, three Yoink. minutes left of the episode, I think? It, it, here, yes, at least. R- roughly. I already knew it. Three minutes still left, and it was a five out of five for me. Sorry to spoil my, my Yeah, this, this may be like a seven out of five <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I would show this to a child. You think this is the top? It escalates. It just escalates and escalates all the way up to the end. So... Turbo Teen, despite being an amazing car, cannot shake the dragon. So he decides, okay, I'm going to try something desperate. And he turns on his turbo thruster and he flies in the air. But he fucks up because he lands on an ice skating rink. And (laughs) even though he's a car, right? Like, he's still a teen boy. So he still gets some teen boy problems. And, you know, Dave is a former teen yourself. I'm certainly there. I think we've all had this problem. I think I overthrust it. That causes chafing. Yeah. Yeah. And irritation. Discomfort. Mm-hmm. And it takes the hot, turgid car, flame and exhaust, and it turns him back into a shriveled, weak little boy. It just shrinks it right down. And this one's particularly weird because the gang is all like riding inside him. So he, they transform him into the boy and then like they're all sitting on his back. And yeah, it's just, it, ugh, it's just gross. It just. It just if you thought about it at all before, it's like, oh, they're riding inside him. Right. But then they just, they double down and producers are like, hey, guess what, kids? <laughs> they're riding inside him. <laughs> yeah. So now Paula's like, Don't wait a minute. <laughs> Don't overthrust. Paula's like, wait a minute. You were Brett the whole time. And they're like, well, you're a fucking idiot, pal. But then the dragon shows up from behind. And so I'm going to spoil it here and then I'm going to play the audio for you. So the dragon, he has a cane with a dragon head on it. It's like the penguin. And he shoots Paula with it and it's like a net and he takes her away. The audio I'm about to play, I have timed this perfectly. When it starts, the dragon is already there. The door is open. He is pointing the net gun at Paula. That's where we start. They're all just standing there looking at each other. Take a listen. It takes six seconds of them just standing there looking at each other. The dragon pointing a thing at her. Nobody reacts. He shoots her with the net, drags her away slowly. Nobody reacts. <laughs> oh, it's so, the pacing is so wonderful. Like, this, uh, the, like the bullet, the net bullet, whatever you call it, like the projectile, just flaccidly kind of flies across <laughs> the screen. It's so good. So now they've taken Paula away and we're running out of time. This trial is upcoming. They gotta turn this guy back into a car. <laughs> what do you do? It's New York. It's cold. I I would have gone. I would have gotten a slice. And then you you know what happened? The New Yorkers themselves they came together and they started throwing <laughs> trash off the bridge. <laughs> you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, pal. He's just a kid. Yeah. Get out of here, you bum. Hashtag get out of here, you bum. But no, you go to the beauty parlor. Shailen, you're a woman. You like to get your hair done. You got to sit under the fucking hairdryer. You know, the one that has warmth. High heat coming up. <laughs> Just getting a perm. That's what Roger Clemens said to his teenage paramour, Mindy McCready, uh, both the high heat and the perm line. 
<laughs> you uh, lost me there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Makes sense. Uh, hashtag high heat. So <laughs> they put <laughs> they put Brett under the, <laughs> the hair dryer, and he's sitting in the salon. And there are women all over the place. There, there's a beauty salon. He turns into the car in the middle of the beauty salon. Not only does nobody react, the budget is so cheap, nobody moves. <laughs> and then, you know, we've walked through doorways. Doorways, they fit for one person. Yeah. The door of the beauty parlor flies open. Car fits through it, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> it's it on two wheels again. Oh, man. We continue to escalate. Brett chases down the helicopter. Turbo boosts into the sky, turns his front wheels perpendicular, and is now hanging off the side of the helicopter. It's like a cat <laughs> in that poster. Like, <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> it made me think of one of the later Jaws sequels when Jaws, or the, the son of Jaws, or who, whichever shark yeah. it is, jumps up out of the water and like dangles. Yes. Yes. It's like, why did, did they think that? that was the way to make that work? But we have one rational character in the show, right? And it is, of course, the dragon, because he, in the next couple seconds here, sums up the entire show. A car can't do that. Well, it did. <laughs> it's like, fucking A right. He did. It's This is Turbo Teen. <laughs> but Turbo Teen is nothing without his ground crew. So Patty and Alex and Rusty are just like they're hanging out on the ground. <laughs> And what do they need? Come on! The grappling hook! What? Of course! <laughs> what grappling hook? <laughs> but of course, it's a show of convenience, so they look to their left. There's a van with a fucking grappling hook. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever seen a grappling hook in my life. Well, you've never been to New York then. That's true. I'm not a true New Yorker. Yeah, there's grappling hooks everywhere. You take the yellow cab down to the 55th in Brooklyn, huh? You get out and you give the guy a gabagool. Yeah, you go, you can check out the grappling hooks off of Broadway, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Shayla? Hmm. Gabagool. Hmm. We love Rudy Giuliani here. <laughs> He's our mayor. Yes. Anyway, gonna get that pardon. Anyway, so they find a fucking grappling hook. Mind you, the, the helicopter is hundreds of feet in the air. Alex, I figured it out, is the muscle of the group, because he swings the grappling hook around, has no trouble throwing this grappling hook hundreds of feet in the air, it catches Turbo Teen's rear axle, and he's like, oh, great. The idea is that he puts the car in reverse, which is powerful enough to drag the helicopter to the ground very gently instead of them both crash into a fiery death. That science doesn't make sense. No. What makes less sense is that Alex doesn't appear to have attached the rope to anything. So Alex is just standing there with the rope <laughs> while Turbo Teen... Yeah, he just, he just, he just fights yanks physics. it down. Yeah. <laughs> This is the end of the movie with The Rock when he's holding a helicopter by the chain with his bare hands on the back of the car. Yes, it is exactly It like is that. that. Yeah. I need to see this movie. It's, yes, a, it's a good movie. Hobson Shaw, check it out. Fast and Furious presents. So they all land on the ground. All of a sudden, Cardwell shows up. And in case you forgot like what the show was all about, he reminds you. We can handle the dragon from here, but you only have five minutes to get Paula to court. Doesn't the guy ever say thanks? <laughs> It is desperately important that they get Paula to court on time, despite the fact that the dragon just kidnapped this woman and tried to kill the rest of them several times. They have him in custody. He will be going to prison for a long time, but Paula has to get to this particular trial. To keep the dragon behind bars. 
for other crimes. Is that a real thing? Like, I know a, a lot of other cartoons and shows have done this where, like, we have to get this person, this witness to the courthouse by this date at this time. Wouldn't the judge just be like, oh, they're maybe, maybe they hit traffic, right? It, it, is it like 12 o'clock on the dot or the case is thrown out? So it, it depends on the judge and their willingness to be flexible. Sexually. Mm. Professionally. <laughs> no, because if you're booked for a bunch of trials and like they can't rearrange it, then they can like it, it fucks up other trials. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, TV told me that it's real, so it, it must be real. <laughs> so I've been told. But what do I know? The good news is we continue to escalate here. Because That's right. It's not over. <laughs> we go to the courthouse. <laughs> and the <laughs> Jesus. Turbo Teen just drives into the courtroom, just the down the middle aisle. The courtroom <laughs> in history. With Paula. And he's got letters to Santa Claus. Just letters upon letters. It's no bailiff, no security, just just letters to Santa Claus. But let's meet this judge. Order in the court. <laughs> People muttering, a generic judge. This show had it all. Order in the court. Now, they're at the front of the courtroom. People are in awe at this car. Paula steps out, and this is the moment that that smooth motherfucker Alex makes his move. Say you'll meet me after the trial for some pizza. And she's like, I have to testify in this murder trial first. Let me get through that. But sure. But then here's the ending of the show. She sits down and, you know, a lot of times the bailiff would swear in the witness here. You know, do you swear to tell the whole truth and whatever? Here the judge does it. I'm going to play the audio. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, Your Honor. Well, maybe not the whole truth. So first of all, you, you can't do that in court. You can't whisper, maybe not the whole... Like, she said it with her fingers crossed, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't count. That's called perjury, Paula. <laughs> perjury. What's even more wild about this, she winks at the camera. And then the fucking car winks at her. The, the show ends with the car winking at her with his headlight after she just agreed to perjure herself. Is it considered perjury if you don't get sworn in? She was sworn in. But she openly said that she didn't promise. I don't know. I'm not a law man. Do we know any law law people? I know a couple law people, but I'm not sure that they're accessible right now. And you don't want them associating with the show. <laughs> They're too classy for this. It's possible fine. that they don't want to be associated directly. I'm, it's hard to say. That's fair. It's a mystifying ending. And in my you know episode and a half, I watched all of the episodes of Turbo Teen go like this. They just end in these wacky situations. Off like, the rails? Off the rails. The dog bringing like bags of bank money. But that is that is our 100th review. That's Turbo Teen. So would you show Turbo Teen to a child, Shailen? No hesitation. Absolutely. Okay. Dave? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I would, too. Kids should dare to dream. <laughs> to transform their bodies into a car. <laughs> oh, why stop there? Aim for the skies, right? Like, be a helicopter. Be, a, yeah. be an airplane. Yeah, reality okay. is fucking hard, and kids should get to live in a reality that has no bounds for as long as possible. Torturing yourself by transforming into a vehicle? Even harder. 
Reality is turgid as fuck. <laughs> and we're going to go with one to five apple-bottomed cars. Shailen, how many apple-bottomed cars would you give this? How many nubile apple-bottomed car boys? Are they generic ones or specifically the turbo team? Uh, reviewer's choice. Shit. I'm going to go six and a half. <laughs> Out of five? Out of five. All right. Entertaining as hell. The exact perfect amount of bad for me. It's very good, plausible math, Shailen. <laughs> and also, I'm so excited. Uh, I understand. <laughs> Dave, how many delicious apple bottoms would you give this? I mean, I would give this 100 out of 5. Like, if, you know, for our episode, it deserves 100. Oh, man, it's, it's just amazing. I have a couple questions. Sure. So what if he didn't become a government agent, right? Like, what if he just got into this accident and just was trying to live a normal life? It would suck, right? He would go to the beach and it would get hot and he would turn into a car. And he's like, oh, I just wanted to go to the beach. Like, I just wanted to sit by <laughs> I'm in hell. Or he decided he wanted to be a car, right? And then it just, it, a snowstorm hit and he keeps turning right. into a boy and he has no clothes and he has no supplies and he's in the middle of nowhere. Like, right? Like, it just, I just imagined him in this normal life dealing with this issue. What if he's eating ice cream with ghost pepper sauce? What would right. he do then? Yeah. And what, is it spicy heat or is it heat heat? I don't know. It's heat heat. Th- as a clear. car, does he even need gas? That is a good question. He would never be allowed to live a normal life because it was a secret government Yeah, there experiment. was and stuff, yeah. And mm, so okay. yeah. the yeah. minute that it happened to him, he became government property and it was either work <laughs> for them or become their prisoner. Haven't you ever watched the X-Files? I have, yeah. What happens if he... <laughs> All right, you're done. You've served your time, teen, turbo teen, like... Yeah, you're 55 years old, and now he's like a turbo middle-aged man. Like, you what, don't what really think then? he's going to live that long, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, he, he is full of cancer, for sure. Dies, dies in a fiery crash. Or he just can't handle the pain anymore and ends it. Like, it Oh, seems my God, like... that's dark. Do you think he drives into the ocean? Maybe. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He, just, he drives up to, to Dark Rider, and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Take me. And then another thing, I think this only lasted two weeks. You know, maybe this was the appetizer, if you will, mm-hmm. the, to Transformers. Like, it whetted the appetite of yeah. uh, of children across America. We need more car people, right? And then they saw Transformers, and they're like, oh, these are cool cars that can actually do things and have, like, special powers instead of just turning their wheels. <laughs> so I think I think that's where Turbo Team faltered. Yeah. But 100 out of 5. To me, you can take up every score that I've ever given on this show, add them all together, and that's where you get Turbo Teen. <laughs> it, it is the ultimate power fantasy. Like <laughs> Some people might play Call of Duty and be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a shooting guy. For me, it's like, yeah, now I'm a car, but then I get to turn back into a fallow man. And like that's, that's the dream. I mean, it, take every trope of cartoons that we've talked about, right? ridiculously implausible situations, insane action, shoddy animation, bad characters, unexplainable science, things that make no sense whatsoever, murmuring, exposition text, and somehow in 20 minutes this hit all of those high marks. I'm going to take a wild guess that all of the episodes hit these high marks. (laughs) And it amazes me that when you have shows like The Smurfs going for like nine years, that we couldn't throw Turbo T in another bone. So I know there are other those people who obsessively like the Sonic the Hedgehog shows. 
I'm going to become that person for Turbo Teen. I'm supportive of this. <laughs> I'm going to put out a page of a comic a week. I'm going to get a Kickstarter going. I'm going to interview the people who are still alive, who were involved in the show. And we should bring it back. And not in a, an ironic way. Play it balls to the wall, because that's how this show did it. Straight and that's the way that it should crazy be. I'm going to start a, a band that's based on Turbo Teen. It's going to be called Turbo Ween. Um, <laughs> There's going to be erotic fan fiction about it called Turbo Peen. It's, it's going to be, be indie be rock, but fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a medical drama version. It's Turbo Spleen. Mm-hmm. See, but now you guys are getting into the irony of it. No, the, this is straight. You, you can do your little this side projects. Spin-off. You do your little side projects. It's There's fine. nothing ironic about my Turbo Teen erotic fiction. My show will be called Turbo Teen The Redux because it needs a good serious name. Hmm. Okay. So... That's the new version of the show, and here on out, it's it's pure nostalgia, baby, including for our game. So we use a variety of ways to record the show, uh, most of them web browser-based. And just to pop myself, I will just give show titles weird names. So like Tiny Toon Adventures might be like Piney Poon Adventures or something <laughs> similarly clever. Mm. But... All of those things are behind us, right? You know, like we, we've done them. But I thought I wanted to look back. I wanted to take a look through our rear window. So this game is simple. We're going to go back and forth here. Um, I am going to name the title that I gave the recording initially. You have to tell me the show that we discussed. There's no buzzing in. We're just going to go back and forth. Uh, or you guys can both answer them if you want. No, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to make this fast. We're going to break format and have a fast game here. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Dave. The recording title was Hang Dong. <laughs> hang Time. What show would... Hang Time is correct. Shailen, Slitty Thighs. <laughs> City Guys. City Guys is correct. You yeah. could You could see a theme here. Dave, the Bebopping Fruits. Uh, California Raisins. California Raisins is correct. Shailen, James Bond, but with less quim chasing. James Bond Jr. That's correct. You know my, my humor here. As we go. <laughs> uh, Dave, damn mutant tankies. Um, Jesus. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, the answer is X-Men. No, I don't know what that reference is to <laughs> other than damn Yankees. Uh, tied 2-2 here. Shailen. Softcore tentacle porn, the way you like it, which is to say, slimy. The Snorks. The Power Rangers. Damn it. Still tied 2-2 here. Dave, tunes made me choke up, baby. Uh, that's the um, the uh, the drug one, uh, the Saturday Morning All-Stars. Car- cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, yeah. that yeah, is yeah, correct. Shailen, come quats. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, Dave, here's one just for you. Come Feathers. <laughs> Come Feathers. What show were we talking about when I decided to title it Come Feathers? Um, oh, man. I have no idea. Uh, uh, uh. Fantastic Max. DuckTales. I was going to say, it's got to be DuckTales. Come Feathers is DuckTales. Shailen, lots of animal poop. Lots of animal poop? That's correct. Gummy bears. Muppet babies. Damn it. 
All right, I have one left for each of you. It's tied 3-3. We can, we can go to the classic WatchBot's draw here. Dave, mouth tails. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, mouth tails. Uh, uh. Jesus, I don't know. Uh, tailspin? Elf tails. Tails was mouth tails because he was mouthy. I don't don't know. Some of these, some of (laughs) these aren't very detailed. Like I don't know. Uh, Ask to ask. All right, Chalen. This is an opportunity for the win. Oh boy, Aaron Snorkins, the oceanist, win. The snorks. The snorks. (laughs) And that is rear window. So thank you for that blast of the past. In lieu of the mailbag this week, and to celebrate our 100th episode, instead of taking like a, like a full trip down memory lane here, we thought it would be fun to revisit things that we have already revisited. And of course, doing that with our, with our drop game here. So we've got a bunch of these up on our SoundCloud. A few of these have been lost to time. A few of them have been lost to copyright, but we still have a decent selection. But before we get into the classics, and we can, we can just pick out a few here, I made a new one. And this isn't a supercut. This has actually been a few weeks in the making, but sometimes when we record episodes, there are themes to our jokes. So like Ringo Starr is a general theme. Sometimes like Shailen will say something insane about her parents' divorce and we'll harp on it for two hours. But when we recorded our Darkwing Duck episode a few weeks back, I don't know if we had all had like a lot of champagne or had eaten a lot of mango or something, but it was a really horny episode. So I wanted to immortalize it with a two-minute drop. Gizmo duck. Oh! I don't want to think about, like, this duck getting busy. Somewhere at some point, like, you don't want to think about, like, a cartoon duck fucking. That's not my thing. Oh, virility, man. Which male Disney character do you think has the biggest hog? Erect. There are corners of the internet where, like, people are getting busy wearing these masks, and it's like, what... What are you doing? Yeah. People were cosplaying as Zorro and fuck it all over the place in the 30s. I almost said Green Hornet Cornhole. So she's jammed it into the head. Yeah, I've experimented. So she shot out of a hole somewhere covered in goo. It's fucking gross. Shot out of a hole and covered in goo. I heard they, they couldn't cleave him all the way through because his Johnson was just like too big and too tough. I quite frothy to Blumpkins. You can't unfuck it? I would fuck a chowder. You got people like putting stuff in a glove. I don't get it. So well, hold on. So well, oh, weird things going on. It's a weight loss treat like a pumpkin soup, but sexier. Ooh, here you could see the little short and curlies pop up because he becomes a man duck and impregnate another duck who's going to shoot out little gosling. Let's fuck this soup. I am the terror that faps in the night. I love when you reveal how the sausage is made. Put candy in your ass. I don't know watching you debate moves moves this guy's polls. Full mouth. Uh, similarly, I had a friend who ran for junior sex ed professor. He gave everyone mountain spars. I'd like to wear a cape. If Zorro could fuck a soup, what would it be? Would it be like a gazpacho? Or would that be too acidic? I feel like scrambled eggs would tumble <laughs> across the body nicely, and you could, yeah. I don't know. Fruit is often used in lovemaking and the love arts. It's like nature's anal beads. I always just picture him as this fucking delicious-looking chicken wing and, like, hot pants and a white tank top. Yeah, get over here, little chicken wing. You can't unfuck the soup. Who because- fucked the soup? <laughs> Could go for a blumpkin soup right now. <laughs> oh, God. It's all just from one episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's the matter with yeah, us? 
to continue that theme, I'm just scrolling through here. Let's go down memory lane as I scroll through. We weren't doing drops from the start, which I now kind of regret. Um, I don't want to go And they started off a little rough. There's many boss cars that I can live in. There's tramps and the clock and video games. You know, that was pretty normal. And, and was, was that your first uh, one? No. My first yeah. one was... Scaredy Boy? Scaredy Boy? <laughs> it goes on like that for a while. <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. So I just wanted to pull out a few... Um, a few highlights here. I think for me where the show maybe really took off in some ways was when Shalyn embraced not scrolling the internet during recording so much and embraced some of her more unconventional tastes. I think for people, our age, our generation trying to figure out pre-internet how to see a boob, there was a sort of a, a rite of passage. My, my passages were different, 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 different. I mean, cats are inherently a sexy kind of beast, right? Like, you don't think alligator sexy, right? There's no sleek lines. There's no murder nails. It's different. What other animals aren't sexy? Aren't? Mm-hmm. Goldfish. Catwoman was the villain in Batman for a reason. Sexy. Cheetah was the villain for Wonder Woman for a reason. Sexy. Rhino girl. Sexy. lion Sexy. Sexy. Cats. I'm not comfortable with the train that we're headed on. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get chillin' started on this. I like cats. What's wrong with cats? Fun fact, we made an I Love Cats t-shirt. Never sold. <laughs> <laughs> Never bought that t-shirt. But Chalyn, I, I don't know if things have evolved since then. Um, I don't know if that's caused you any strife in your, your personal life, but uh, I just wanted you to know that I'm, I'm not sorry. I didn't ask you to be sorry. I, I still think cats are great. Sexy. You heard me. Listen to these drops really makes me regret that I told one person at work once <laughs> and then they they started telling other coworkers that I have a podcast and uh and now like I don't ever talk to people about it but they if they listen one thank you and two I'm sorry why would you be ashamed when we're coming up with content such as this little classic in the criminal justice system all defendants are innocent until proven guilty either by confession, plea bargain, or trial by jury. This is one of those trials. When you're planting your tomatoes, is that for your victory garden? No, he was a pervert. (laughs) Who, what? Who was a pervert? The victory garden guy. The TV show Victory Garden on WGBH. That's not true, is it really? I used to watch Victory Garden on Saturdays at my Nana's condo, and then one day it wasn't on. And then it was on the news that he had been arrested. So Frugal Gourmet was a pervert. Oh, wait, am I confusing them? Maybe Victory Garden was on immediately after oh. Frugal Gourmet. We're going to get sued. Yan Cook was cool, though. I thought that he was a pervert, too. No. Yan no? could cook. Oh. Sure, I, I wasn't Yen could cook yeah. and not do weird shit. Yan can keep his hands off people. <laughs> Yan can't fondle. But Frugal Gourmet was... It was Frugal Gourmet. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I, I conflated them. I apologize, Victory Garden guy. I want you to start a website called mistakenperverts.com. He wasn't a pervert, as it turns out.
This is, this is my victory garden. I don't know what you would be ashamed about with your coworkers. To that end, certainly none of my coworkers know about this show, <laughs> nor will they ever. I have people at work who approach me and will say something about the podcast, and I look around confused. Whatever are you talking about? There's no certainly. podcast. That's Podcasts not aren't a thing. Those don't exist. Goodbye, you've been gaslit. I have found over time that a lot of our material, I'm sorry, Shailen, is based off of being um, mean to me. No, it's not being mean. You just tell these stories and they're insane. <laughs> like this, which has spawned uh, many an ongoing <laughs> recurring gag. Where are you having these conversations? I got screamed at uh, in like eighth grade in a chat room on America Online. It was scarring. It was Poke 52. <laughs> I don't really remember the origin. Doesn't really matter. What matters is that one day I logged into my America Online account. Uh-huh. I'm like 13. And there's this cryptic message. I need to find some porn. Spackle that hole. And it has a list of numbers. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, and then a credit card number at the bottom. And I reply and I say, hi, I don't think this was intended for me because I was a very responsible 13-year-old girl. I have no business with you. Exactly. And I get an answer back. Tell me about your Muppet dong. What does it look like? Big Bird needs that weird bird dick. Fluffy as hell. Someone has been selling pornography from this account. I want to know what you're selling. What do you have on offer? It was not a Muppet-only chat room. It was probably kids, like, my age. You, you, kids yeah. in quotation marks. Definitely kids. Yep. Yeah, a predator's playground. Just like, here's my address. Want to cyber? People are always shooting each other off. Piggy's having a fantasy. Baby wants an undercover angel. Just close your throat and make poke. It's delicious. I'm getting depressed. (laughs) As an adult, I've learned that I actually just really didn't have all the information. Might be one of my favorites. (laughs) I mean, what was the date on that, Ben? Do you have uh, at least nine months ago. <laughs> we have been making poke 52 jokes on every episode since. I don't actually, we didn't do it this week. Damn it. It's, um, you know, there's, there's still time. And I want to play just a couple more here. Cause you ever an, just have a heavy flow day. Well, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks go listen to that one. It's us singing about periods to the theme of even flow. Um, yeah, you know what the hell. <laughs> You had to work in your TSS references at the end. <laughs> now, I just want to play two more here. I think one is the story of maybe our longest running bit at this point. And Shailen will give a shit sometimes. I don't like doing impressions. And God only knows what show this started on. I, I honestly can't remember. But one of our staples is that when we have a joke, we will run that motherfucker <laughs> into the ground. This is about two minutes, and I'm not sorry. And here you go. We're going to kill it dead. 
again. One. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Was the conductor Ringo Starr from Shiny Time Station? <laughs> no. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think it would sound like if it was Ringo Starr? I don't, I don't want to do this right now. Two. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What if Sonic was Ringo Starr from Shiny Time Station? Why do what you would, so desperately want to like? use the British accent? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you you press down, you put it to be to be to be to be And then you go up in there, you do your little flippy doos, but you can't really control them. The only thing you can do is press down and press to be to be to be to be to be. Three. Can I ask you Mr. Cotter. That goes along with that. Please. W- what if Mr. Cotter was Ringo Starr from Johnny Depp's station? Jalen, what would Ringo Starr sound like if you were crushed by an elephant? A boo 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 boo. A boo 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 Jalen's on the internet. You just put some words together and then you dingly dangly doodly do into the but- balloon knot hole. Five. Jalen, I have a question. What yes. if the barometer was. <laughs> so they, go, they escape. Six. Before you get into it, yes. you need to do a Ringo Starr voice for, no. for the review. I will not. Seven. Jalen, exactly. what, if Ringo, what if Ringo Starr from Shining Time Station was in the California Ravens? Eight. What would Rambo sound like if he were voiced by Ringo Starr? Jordan. Jalen. Really? Ben already did it. I, so I, I think you're high on drugs too. Nine. Until next week, I want to leave you all with a question. Shailen, what would it sound like if Ringo Starr from Shining Time Village visited Shining Time Station? Not Whole Station. What would it sound like? I don't know, Ben. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Ten. What if Ringo Starr was like, my dick's cold. How am I going to warm it up? Uh-huh. I need a dick shawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy goodness. So, you know. <laughs> I have one more. I want to play down this trip on memory lane that I think I can speak to. But any other favorites you guys want. Um, and it's fine if you don't have them in front of you. I'm so full of embarrassment. Embarrassment. Oh, come on. Enjoy. Never embarrassed. That were off a long, long time ago. Hell Just yeah. Maybe a little bit ashamed when my coworkers listen or know that I do this stuff, but whatever. I don't have any favorites, but thank you. you know, I, I heard our co-host Mike in there. Mm-hmm. I want to say thanks to our co-hosts that have also joined us uh, along the way here. It's, it's great to have them on, and um, I wish we had more drops with with them I mean, we can we can do a kendall cut someday it's true well, the ultimate kendall cut it's just hard in these times to get people on the show it is yeah would the ultimate kendall cut just be a lot of him being poke 52 like oh, wow that's a heavy shot <laughs> good god wow shots fired kendall if you're listening and Ooh. there's no way for him to, to rebut that that sick burn would take a sexy teen and make him a car it's true <laughs> But I want to end this retrospective with one more here. And I think when we started the show off, there wasn't a destination in mind, uh, similar to Turbo Teen, Life's About the Journey. Speaking selfishly here, it has allowed me to combine all of my interests. So things like The Fugitive and Star Wars and Moby <laughs> into things like this. You almost got away with it, didn't you? know all about it. I can prove it. You changed the samples, didn't you? You switched the samples. 
After Lentz died. After Lentz died, you were the only one who had the access. You switched the samples and the pathology reports. Did you kill Lentz too, huh? You falsified his research so that our DU-90 could be approved and Devlin McGregor could give you Provacid. So without this show, you know, <laughs> there wouldn't be a reason for that to exist. And that, of course, a reference to a grumpy Harrison Ford flying the Millennium Falcon to the north side of the Wookiee planet in the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so, so thank you both for allowing me the avenue to put things like this together. Great um, art creates great art. <laughs> things that have no value to anybody, but they now exist. And are archived on the internet, unlike lots of Turbo Teen. So here's to, I don't know, uh, more <laughs> until I die tomorrow. Until we not- run out of cartoons to watch. It's true. And there are so many more to watch. Uh, we haven't talked on the live action Ninja Turtle show. We haven't talked about Dino Riders or Rubik the Amazing Cube or Laverne and Shirley or... Animaniacs. Animaniacs or Looney Tunes. Shailen, you can name a few as well. Wacky Races. I'm running. I'm running. Wacky out. Races. Ooh, wacky Races. An actual episode of He-Man outside the, the holiday special. Mm-hmm. The entire catalog of all Transformer episodes ever. Yeah. The third Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Yeah, we have to complete that trilogy. It's true. Mm-hmm. People love Sonic the Hedgehog as it turns out. It's true. They'd love it. News to me. <laughs> Biker Mice from Mars. Gargoyles. The Zelda cartoon. Oh. So, you know, we got we got shit for days, folks. We need Kendall on to talk about six more versions of Johnny Quest. What I do we think do? there's a couple more Super Friendses we need to talk about, too. <laughs> there are several more Super Friendses. Fair enough. There's more weird G.I. Joes. So, so thanks for the memories, folks. It's been almost two years to the day, which is... Striking and odd, especially considering the hellhole of this year. But fuck, I don't know. Fuck. I'm, I'm grateful for the consistency and the outlet to do this. Give us some structure during those those tired times at the beginning of the pandemic when I just thought the world was over. Yeah, it's true. You were a little bit down. It's true. It really came through in the episodes as well. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, you know, as soon as this started, we started the uh, as soon as COVID started, we 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 started the video recording. And uh, it's it's changed how we we've interacted. I think for the better. A nice little silver lining in this, and this has been like a a bright spot. I know we've gone to every other week now, but it's been a it's been a bright spot every week just doing this and forgetting just <laughs> just for a little bit what's what's going on outside uh, this home recording studio. And we'll go back eventually to weekly. It's just um, everybody's moving, so if everybody chill out. Yeah, um, chill the fuck out. We've got episodes. Don't worry. Relax. I can relax. Calm down. That's the big message of this show. Everybody needs to just relax. Fucking the the man in the White House needs to just chill. Yeah. Joe Biden needs to stop breaking his feet. It's like a fucking brittle NBA center out here breaking his feet. But do you know how he broke his foot? Uh, playing who? Playing with his dog. Kicking it. <laughs> was he kicking it? I think he was sketching. Was he sketching? He was playing with his puppy. I like dogs. He was. As well. I like dogs. Anyway, if you like dogs, uh, hit us up, hashtag I like dogs on WatchBotsPod. Also, send us any emails, feedback, uh, suggestions, email at WatchBotsPod 
com. But this is business discussion. This this isn't for the air. People don't want to know this. They want to know what we think about like what part of Turbotine was his dick and why it was uh, the intake valve. <laughs> the left hand rear view mirror? His anus is the catalytic converter. <laughs> his testes are the oh shit, I don't this is where my car knowledge really, really falls down. Uh yeah, trailer hitch. Okay, well, yeah. Is, I was that, all, s- is that on the nose? That's on the nose. The the rear seatbelt buckles. <laughs> just like uh, what if his testes were the uh like the rear view mirrors on the side and they, they just like split and moved mm-hmm. up? And, like it it wasn't just like, oh, his bottom half became the back of the car. His, his like everything just got jumbled up. Like, oh, that'd be awful. That would be awful. That would be awful. Poor, and just think, poor, two years ago, Brett. we weren't talking about any of this. We really had to grow into our own to talk about uh, car decks. <laughs> Not sure if grow is the right verb, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've we've gotten somewhere. We've become real real laissez-faire about a lot of this stuff. And that's life, folks. You know, people said we were too woke, and we said, you know what? Uh-uh. Here's a sexist cartoon to watch. We'll show you. Turbotine we wasn't sexist. What are you talking about? I just meant general. Okay. Well, on that note... Let's sign off to episode 100, and we'll see you at episode 1000. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on SoundCloud, on others at uh, WatchBots Pod. Please. MySpace. MySpace, for sure. Um, not Parlor, not yet. Foursquare. Can't just check in and Foursquare on WatchBots. If you're checking in at the recording studio, we have a problem of a different sort. <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, and review, and all that good stuff on iTunes and Spotify. For Dave and for Shalyn, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another edition of WatchBots here. And, I mean, how else could we go out but, you know, a cacophony of characters here wishing us a happy 100. You know, we've got Mark Wahlberg here in the room. Uh, the, yeah, hey. The, the meeting room. We've got, we've got Ringo Starr here. Hello. It's kind of strange that you, you would wait so long to introduce me. I'm, a, I'm an international superstar. That's true. We've got priorities. Uh, we've got Dennis Quaid here. The actor Dennis, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> uh, yeah. He just, but he, there he is. <laughs> it's me, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Star of the Rookie. That That's right. I, I loved you in Malice. Thank you. We've got Sharon Stone. Leave me alone. Wow, you're British. It smells like fish in here. <laughs> oh, gross. Ringo, Ringo, where's Ringo? He was just here in the waiting room with me. I had to go. Oh, did you get a Wahlburger? He was in the pisser. Al Pacino's here. Al Pacino, where did you come from? The pisser. <laughs> I was having a classic New York slice. Is that former president Bill Clinton over there? Yes, it is. Bill, I asked you to stop showing up here. We don't want you here, huge, Bill. Huge, huge fan, Mr. President. Presidential right? Go around, please. Apparently. You know Monica in that blue dress? I wanted to tell you, I, I, I could have been an American hero. I could have stopped, uh, I could have stopped 9-11. With your hoo <laughs> That's right. You saw Boogie Nights, didn't you? Yes, I did. Now, folks, I mean, you're all here, and you know, we appreciate you showing up for the end. The problem that we have, and I'm hoping somebody can help us out here, we never can write our way out of these situations. What is a great way to end the show? They just do the gradual fade out. Don't you? <laughs> just like I'm talking like this, and then we're just going to real quiet. 
spot on. What if we ended? We we did some post production, put some explosions in there, and pretended that the podcast blew up. You so, know, Mr. Wahlberg, you have a great point there. Yeah, it'd be like the movie I was in, The Big Hit, in the late '90s with Antonio Sabato Jr. Of course, yeah. Post production like that, not seen since your Sega CD game. So what I'm hearing in, I mean, you're all Hollywood superstars and political figures is a fade out to fireworks. And I mean, you know, music wise, we usually go out on some kind of thematically themed 8-bit thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, we can go eighteen twelve Overture here if you guys think that that's, that's reasonable. Is there a, an 8-bit version of that? The listeners will know the answer to that question before I do. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to hear Ringo do <laughs> <laughs> sing a, 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 a sing a version of the 1812 overture with lyrics about yes. what I don't know the lyrics. There are no lyrics. You would you would make you would make them up. Yourself. Mr. Star. Okay, the Mr. lyrics could be about your favorite Dennis Quaid movie since he's right here in the room. What's a Quaid? <laughs> it's not singing. <laughs> I don't I don't know any Dennis Quaid movies off the top of my head. The Rookie. I can either give you the 1812 <laughs> Overture or I can give you Ringo Star. What if he just hummed a few bars? Doobly. We're going to do the slow fade on, on this. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>